Hey, Capo Beach Church Faith family, here we are back again, yet again, with another podcast. I wondered if we might stop the podcast after the last week's episode, but alas, the feedback was positive. I was actually quite encouraged. Uh, thank you so much for the response that I heard from so many of you. Uh, I'll read some of them actually. Actually, before we get started, why don't we do this? Um, some of you wrote in. Believe it or not, we have some pod listeners out there, these pod listeners out there that are, in fact, uh, listening and choosing to interact. Again, anytime you listen to the podcast and you want to communicate or be a part of it or unknowingly be a part of it, like some of you will be today, because you did write me, you can email me at mattw at capochurch.com. Mattw at capochurch.com. Please, let's make this interactive and fun and, um, you know, Give me a chance to uh, hear from you and hear your feedback and all of those sorts of things. Excuse me one minute. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I had the opportunity to go mountain biking in Santa's Village Sky Park. I got to see Santa today. He's actually still around, if you didn't know, up in Lake Arrowhead in a little area called Santa's Village. It's his zone, apparently. And it's also the zone to get rowdy on mountain bikes. So 40th birthday party for a buddy of mine. And I had the chance to go up there for a little bit. So you might hear me continually have to clear my throat a little bit. That is because I ate a lot of dirt today. Uh, But I'll do my best to not upset the listening and try to move the mic when I'm in the process of needing to clear my throat. Some of you wrote in really encouraging things. And I was really... Uh, taken aback by some of them, some questions that came, as well as just some comments. I just want to give a shout out to Margie Whitaker, who uh, wrote in and said, Matt, I'm enjoying listening to your podcast while I drive. That's exactly what the podcast is designed for. Thank you, Jason Keeney, for making this podcast so people can listen while they drive. She mentioned that she appreciated the thoughts that were shared in the last one. And was just encouraged that our church continues to do its best to be wise in this current situation. So Margie Whitaker, if you're listening, we thank you for your listening and your feedback of this podcast. I also received a question from someone, and I will not mention her name because I did not ask her if I could do this. So I'll uh, and I'm not saying it's a her, it could be a him too. <laughs> I didn't ask them to do this, but they did ask a good question. And essentially what they were saying was, Matt, I'm a teacher in the school system. I'm trying to decide how my faith plays out because I have a strong sense of what I want to be able to say about things like the mandates and masks. And I think Adding, I'll add to that, I'm sure, also some of the ideology dripping into the school system. But also, it's tough. Like, maybe I shouldn't be in that situation or be there because I wanted to work with smiling little kids and I can't. Instead, I have to yell at them to keep putting their masks on. So she said, Matt, I'm kind of torn. What should I do? And I don't have a good answer for that, to be honest. But I think it's a good question we're all trying to figure out is at what point do we feel like we should speak up And at what point maybe should we not say anything? We know that according to Christ's call to us, we are a living sacrifice. So maybe we don't have to go hang on a cross, but we should always pick up his cross in everything that we do within our lives. And so that means at times we keep our mouths shut 
that may that might be mean you know sacrificing our opinions in the situation for the betterment of those around us but it also might mean speaking up for the better, betterment of those around us even if we face some type of societal pressure for doing so i don't i don't have an answer in particular to her question but i do think there is an understanding here that all of us as christians need to do and think about right now in this season i think it is so critical that as Christians, we should be constantly listening to God and obeying what he asks of us. Like at the core, that that should trump everything else. Oh my gosh, I hate when I use that word. <laughs> no pun intended. But that should supersede everything else, that we should have a desire first to listen to God, that he's speaking and guiding and has goals and visions for our life. And then we should seek to obey it. And however that plays out in each situation, we should do that. And no one situation should be the same as the others. And no one way people do that should be the same for everyone else. Some school teachers might feel impressed to speak up and be bold in categories and vocal and risk their reputation for the sake of the children. Some might feel to stay quiet and serve and influence in a different category. You can't judge what others do. And I think that's the part that's got me so bothered right now is that everyone is trying to find the one way to respond that everyone do that one way. And it's just not that, we don't live in that kind of world. I don't respond to my kid every single time the exact same way. That would make me a robot. Uh, Life is colorful. Life has twists and turns and ups and downs and storms and sunlight. And it's, it's, it's so different. So to say that, if you're really a Christian, you have to respond like this. Ah, that, that makes me weird because if you're a Christian, you're listening to God and obeying what he's asking you to do. And it's not my job to judge you for that. And I feel we've seen a lot of division in the church around that. Pastors calling other pastors not bold enough because they're not getting up on a Sunday morning with a flag on the podium telling everyone that we got to save America. I'm not, I'm not against that. You, if you feel called to do that, and that's what God's asking you to do to your church, but don't project that on anyone else or don't assume if someone else isn't doing it, they're in the wrong and vice versa. Don't assume that because someone's doing it, they shouldn't be doing that. And that's not the role of the Christians. And we're just supposed to be quiet and loving and caring. And we shouldn't be, so, no, like you have to hear from God and you have to obey. That's, that's the end of it. And so as this question came in, that was my response. Well, what was the first reason why you got into education? Did God call you into education at this time? He knew that a pandemic was going to happen. He knew mandates were going to happen. He knew this stuff was going to happen, but he called you there anyways. So if you're feeling a sense maybe of pulling out because you don't like it, maybe consider, well, he already called me here. Just because it doesn't feel right doesn't mean it's not right. Maybe I should be here, even though it feels difficult. Maybe that's the reason why I'm why I'm here. And that's kind of been my thing with all that's happening in California, I think Christian conservative families are feeling the pinch on a variety of categories. And the response has been, this is a great time to leave California. There is way cheaper. I mean, have you, if you, okay, if you were to Google, oh no, not Google, you shouldn't Google this. You should, is it Redfin? Zillow. If you were to Zillow, your house value here, and then put that in like Arkansas, or then put that value in Nashville or, or maybe go, go a bit further south of Nashville, even, even a bit south of Franklin, Tennessee. You could live like a superstar. Like 
I I did this and it was a bit depressing. I don't own a house. I rent, but I just put like what I pay in rent in that area. And I'm like, all my dreams for my house, every person in my family would have their own room. We would have enough enough room that everyone could sit on the couch at the same time. Like this, I mean, it makes sense. So of course it's like, well, I mean, California's going to hell in a handbag. I mean, it makes sense, right? Liberal ideology coming down, telling us that boys are girls and girls are boys and everyone, their mother can get married and it's, it's just getting psychotic. Well, we're out of here. Okay, I see that, but maybe hit the pause button and go, wait, but are we supposed to be here to maybe be the ones that say, wait, that's not the healthiest way that humans will flourish by allowing them to do these things. There's a better way to be human. And so I think that before we run from the conflict that we're feeling in society, or maybe you're feeling at your job, whether it be a teacher or whether it be something in business or business owner, and you're feeling the pressure of many, before we just say, you know, these taxes are too high, I'm out of here. Consider, did God call you here, first of all? And if he did, is he shocked by what's happened? He's not. So if he's not shocked and he called you to be here, maybe you're here for such a time as this. And so my call to all of you that would consider stepping out of difficult workspaces currently, excuse me, <clears throat> there's some more lovely Sierra Mountain dirt coming out of my throat. For those of you that feel like, hey, this is tough, I'm out. For those of you that feel like, you know what, I don't want to pay the taxes, I'm out. For those of you that feel like, man, I just, you know, I can't deal with what I'm constantly hearing in the media, I'm out. I would want you to pause and go, before you do that, God, you have me here already. You're not shocked. Are you asking me to leave? And if your answer is, well, I'm not hearing, he hasn't told me to leave, then maybe you should consider staying. Because after all, if we're going to stay salty and be lit, that's only going to happen in a decaying, bland, and dark world. So I think a lot of us are feeling like we're in a state where it's decaying and it's bland and it's a bit of darkness. And so where's the chance for us to bring flavor, preserving the goodness of God and staying lit? Well, it's in a place like that. So maybe the shift in perspective isn't, gosh, let me go somewhere. It's going to be easier. Maybe the shift in perspective is, wow, God's called me here and I'm to live as a missionary. I'm t- this is my new mission field. My job is my mission field. This area of society is my mission field. My neighborhood is my mission field. Lord, lead me. I want to hear you and I want to obey you and the things you want me to do to continue to spread your goodness. So I thank you, anonymous person, for that email and give me the chance to speak a bit about that. And of course, I will shout out Marjorie Whitaker for your encouraging note and Ray Rivera. Thank you for sending me text messages, challenging me with some very difficult topics to talk about in the future, as you always do. (laughs) I won't tell you what he asked me to talk about. It will, let's just say it has to do with, do I destroy my enemies or love my enemies when it says both in the Bible and how does that go together? I don't want to get in too much down that rabbit hole because we will have the chance to cover that in the Sermon on the Mount, in the new series that we are doing uh, entitled The Better Way to Be Human as we're marching through Mark Uh, Matthew's chapter five through seven. Okay. Now for the message, I wish I would have given the Sunday that I did not give. (laughs) Uh, This Sunday, I had a lot to say. I think the problem is when you get into something like the Sermon on the Mount, 
you're thinking, wow, these words came from Jesus, the all-knowing one, the all-powerful one, the one that's ever-present in every situation. It's coming from God. Surely, I better spend some time really trying to understand them, which I did. Spent a lot of hours studying just those four verses I believe we covered this weekend. And then realized that I had way too much information to share in a short bit of time. So I kind of, well, just let's just say don't listen to first and second service. I kind of pulled it together third service. So if you are a podrishner, you are one that is now going, wow, I love the podcasts and the messages here. Be thankful that our brilliant staff, none other than Jason Keeney, I'll mention again, picks only the third message to upload. And you don't get the chance to hear the confusing ones. But I will say that there still is a bit of confusion about what I was trying to address. Essentially, what was in my heart to communicate was that Jesus loves the Old Testament. And since he does, we should too. And we shouldn't be living in fear of studying the Old Testament for fear of judgment because Jesus already took care of that judgment at the cross. So we get the opportunity through the life of Jesus to read the Old Testament, let it inspire us to live a better way, let it give us guidance to how we make our decision, allow it to speak of this massive being called Yahweh and understand him and do so without ever fearing him or fearing any kind of judgment from him, which means that Jesus took all that. And so I think Jesus was trying to tee that up in those verses that we shared, verses 17 to 20. He was trying to say, I have not done away with those things because people were coming and really struggling with Jesus' teaching because Jesus wasn't just expounding on the law. It appeared to be Jesus was adding to the law. And we're going to see that specifically in the coming weeks as we go through kind of six different things that Jesus mentions in his sermon. But it would appear to be that he's bringing like a new law, uh, a, a new type of teaching. And that's what the Pharisees and people were so fired up about. And so he had to clarify, before I go there, you need to know that I'm not doing away with what was before. What was before uh, was super important. And it's the only way they'll ever understand what I am trying to do now. And so if you look at the Old Testament and you think back to the law and the prophets in particular, we know the law was received by Moses. Moses received the law after Israel left the nation of Egypt, was out in the wilderness. God gave them the law, the 10 commandments and about 603 more laws on top of that. This was meant to help Israel set themselves up as a nation and be a light to all the other nations. There is one true God who loves his people. Now, after they received that, we know that they just spent years, hundreds of years in many respects, trying their best to uphold it, but always struggling to do so, and eventually led to their ultimate demise. Uh, 722, 722 years before Christ, the Assyrians came and destroyed the Northern Kingdom, and about a 586 years before Christ, um, the Babylonians came and destroyed the Southern Kingdom. And in our Bibles, in the midst of of that, you'll read that these writings of the law would kind of takes over your first five books of your Old Testament. And then you have the prophets that are essentially people that are expounding on that law in specific times of Israel's history. Now, Jeremiah was an interesting prophet because he was one particularly that was prophesying during a time when Israel is about to be destroyed by the Babylonians. And so essentially what's happened is 
600-ish years after Israel received the law, Jeremiah, the prophet, begins talking about God's future since at the time it would appear that Israel is being destroyed. So it appeared that everything is being shut down. Everything is being um, lost for Israel as a nation. But then Jeremiah gets this vision and these words to communicate about something that's going to be changing, uh, something that uh, he's seeing a new frontier, a, a, a new time in Israel's history. And so Israel at this point is 600 years past receiving the law of Moses. They've had the prophets come through and expound on that law and call them to repent. And now essentially they're caught in destruction. And it's in this destruction that Jeremiah gets a picture of a new covenant that's coming. Jeremiah 31, uh, starting in verse 31. The day is coming, says the Lord. This is the Lord speaking through Jeremiah. When I'll make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. That's the one that was made with Moses. They broke that covenant. Though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is a new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives saying, you should know the Lord for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive them there. I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Now, who fulfills that? Who sets up the new covenant? Who brings the forgiveness? Who removes transgressions from them? Who chooses to never remember sin? Well, it has to be God. So Jesus comes on and goes, that's me. I'm the one bringing the new covenant. But the new covenant doesn't do away because the old covenant's now written on your hearts. And I think this is really important for us to grasp, but we can't unhitch Jesus from the Old Testament. We need to actually study the Old Testament so that it's so inside of us, it's as if it's written on the inside of our lives, on our hearts. Then we can actually grasp the beauty and goodness of what Jesus has actually done. So that was all I wanted to communicate. That's all I wanted to say this weekend, but I think it might've got lost in some stories and I felt like um, my mind was kind of a little frazzled with trying to get ready for communion and then having to call for the offering. And whenever I got to do like two or three or four things, my ADD and ADHD kick in and I get like lost and I'm like, what's even happening? (laughs) But that was my heart is that Jesus and his viewpoint of the Old Testament is, you should know it so well that it would be written on your hearts. And don't be scared to know it because I've already made you right with my father. There's no judgment in knowing it. Don't be scared of it. Don't read it and fear that the God that you see there might come and destroy you. I've already covered you, forgiven you, made you right with my father and I, but you should read and study it so it's so on your heart. You could see what I'm actually doing. You could see the depth of what I'm trying to change and affect um, in the world today. And so that was the goal when I was looking at talking this weekend and I'm looking forward to this next weekend, it's going to be much easier and I'm pretty pumped as we'll get the chance to talk about anger. But one last thing before we go, it appears to be that many mandates are lifting. Is that exciting? Although I have friends that are writing me saying, come on, bro. Like 
we need to get this changed in Boston. We're dying over here. Now, I do understand. I think Massachusetts has now lifted some of the things. So this is this is good. I think we should do our best to always give people the benefit of doubt. We want people in America to make decisions fast in government. But can you ever remember a time that anything happened fast in government? So in my mind, uh, while some might think it's their evil tirade to keep us down, I, I don't know. I mean, I do think that there is a general desire to control. All humans want to control humans. I believe that. But I will also say, like, I don't know if it's just that easy to undo something. It's easy to keep pushing something you've already decided to do. It's much different to completely undo it. And so my hope is that we are finally there. Americans have made their voice known what they like and don't like, and it's backing off. I'm hoping that's spreading. This whole thing that's going on in Canada right now is insane. Man, don't make truckers mad. <laughs> don't, don't upset the truckers because then they stop driving their trucks and they block anyone going anywhere. Uh, again, if you are against the truckers, I'd encourage you to do some searches on other medias. You'll find that actually there have been some downsides, but mostly what they've been doing is pretty peaceful and uh, people are going on and cleaning up, And um, but they're protesting. And I hope that Trudeau is humble enough to hear their protests and reconsider some of the extreme things he's done in the nation of Canada. All right, that's it. We are at our 20-ish minute mark. Please write in mattw at capochurch.com about anything you've heard here this week or anything you would like to hear. Uh, we will be pausing the podcast next week. So there will not be a new episode next week because my family and I will have the chance to be on vacation. Uh, we are driving up to Utah to do some snowboarding. If you didn't know, families out there, where's an affordable place to snowboard with a family? Utah. Your kids can snowboard free, 13 and under. And as adults, you can ski as cheap as 50 bucks for one lift ticket. So don't think, oh, he's going to Utah. He must be rich. No, I'm actually poor, and that's why I'm going to Utah. So I'd encourage you to check that out. But I will not be recording a podcast next week. So you'll get a chance to catch up on all previous podcasts and think and ponder all the things I'm saying and what you wish I would say or wish you or wish I didn't say. And please write in and I'd love to field questions or give shout outs um, in regards to this podcast. So thank you, faithful pod rishners, our Capo Beach fam. You know who you are, all 90 of you. And the more you share this podcast with more people in our church, the better. The more you help them learn how to find it and download it, the better. Uh, let this be another way for us to grow as a church family. Um, other than just the services. Let the podcast be an opportunity to do that. All right. Bless you all. And I will see you in two weeks.